0: About to get nerdy. nerdy, 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 nerdy indeed on this week's Do pod. I am Mike Oz, and I am Chris Wick. This is the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast, and Chris, uh, we we are we are cutting this week right into the heart of the new school, old school baseball. Um, I, I I maybe overstate this, but sort of like the new school baseball culture war. I mean, I feel like there is sort of this division of of people, and that we saw it I, probably as well as we could today with uh, Bryce Harper's comments and uh, Goose Gossage's comments, which I know they weren't planned, but they sure seemed like it was part one, <laughs> and part two of a story, right?
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, where where would you like to start here? Should we start with Harper <laughs> or Gossage?
0: Lots, lots to talk about. Um, well, let's do a quick recap for anybody who, you know, maybe missed this stuff and has stumbled onto our podcast, which probably not a people, not a lot of people, but, you know, there could be some, so... Um I, I don't know, give us give us a quick take on, on Goose Gossage because you wrote it. I mean just kind of explain the whole thing.
1: Well so Goose Gossage has a lot of opinions about the current state of the game. He did an interview with Andrew Marchand of ESPN, and it was somewhat wide-ranging. He he started off by lamenting the current state of the game and saying Jose Batista was a bleeping disgrace to the game. Um mainly because of bat flips and because he was quote acting like a fool. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and he also lumps Johanna Cespedes in that same thing. And then the the rant he kinda changed he changed his uh his subject. So he went from that to
0: And let me tell you something else. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <kinda> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which which seems like it was almost unprompted that he just like kept going. There you know, he was like goose, uh I guess he's just gonna keep going, and so this is what he said of, uh, I guess, of stats becoming a bigger part of the game. But he said it is a joke. The game is becoming a freaking joke because because of the nerds who are running it, and uh, it it's it's worse. It's a lot worse than that. I mean, it gets pretty profane. He drops a lot of f bombs. Uh, just talking about how much the game has changed and how nerds don't understand and. It, it's kind of the, it's the same stuff that we've seen, right? From yeah. from other people that you know, the game isn't tough anymore, and all this macho stuff. That well, I guess, I, I don't. I guess I don't want to reveal my my thoughts too much now. But... <laughs>
0: but he mentions that he mentions like people going to Harvard, which is I guess kind of a, a a reference to you know a lot of these GMs who are coming in now that never really played yeah. the game, but you know have have like Ivy League educations and, and are you know, running running a baseball team the way they'd run a Wall Street firm or something, you know, like, that and that, that seems like one of the issues he's he's having. Um, I, I wanted to address this because I thought it was funny. He he brought up Ryan Braun, which is kind of getting lost in this whole shuffle because it was probably the, I don't know, fourth or fifth <laughs> most interesting thing. But uh, he did talk about how, you know, what are you going to tell the kids about Ryan Braun? And I thought it was great that he dropped, like, well, how are you going to explain this to the kids while he's, using, like, 37 F-bombs, right? Like, right, yeah. yeah let's, let's worry about examples we're setting here, bud. But, no, uh, so th- there was that, yeah. So but it was just, I mean, it was it was wide-ranging, it was everywhere. But th- the thing that's interesting is, like, it, it represents probably a lot of people's opinions, though. A lot of people are going to read that and be like, yeah, you know, he's right. And, and you know, demographically, we're probably not in that. But if you're, you know, somebody who's older and, and somebody who probably watched Goose Gossage play, you you will probably have some of those same opinions.
1: Well, that seems to be the case in in the comment section yeah. on on Yahoo. So I'm not I'm not comment shocked about that. Uh,
0: so the Bryce Harper story, which again, kind of from the from the same spear, but just a little different subsection of it. Uh, Bryce uh, was profiled in ESPN the magazine, and it was a, a long form profile. So it wasn't just like he was, you know, shooting off his mouth at his locker. And uh, he he called he said baseball is tired. He said it's a tired sport. And he explained himself. He said because you can't ex- you can't express yourself, uh, and you, you, baseball players can't do what players in other sports do. Specifically, Cam Newton, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Uh, he said they're exciting players, and the way he, specifically by Cam, he said you know he looks up like the way Cam smiles and laughs and has fun and and all that stuff. And yeah, you can't do that in baseball. He he said that um, you know baseball kind of has this old feeling where if you pimp a homer, you're going to get hit right in the teeth. Um, and, and that's true. I mean, it's the same kind of stuff Goose Gotch is talking about, and, and Bryce, uh, you know, mentions all these young players that, that have flair, and, and you know, he, he wants to see them, and I guess himself, um, change baseball, and and not be a tired sport, and of course, this is something that a lot of people are going to disagree with, because one, they hate Bryce Harper already, so yeah. it doesn't really matter, you know, what he said, they were not going to agree with it. If, I mean, it probably would be a different conversation if like Dustin Pedroia said all this, but because it's Bryce Harper, um, you know, people are just going to be angry, and you know, I think if we're, if we're looking at the pie chart here and where they overlap, I mean, they overlap in the spot of old school, old school versus new school, right? I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. I think um, it's it's something in baseball that is – has, um, I think you can see in a lot of different ways, whether it's stats, uh, whether it's kind of the flair the players have, which is admittedly a modern thing. Um, you know, it, it's kind of the makeup of, of front offices like Goose, Goose Gossage uh, talked about. So th- there's a lot going on there. And I think both guys are, are, are kind of talking about it from different perspectives. I mean, I love the conversation. I think it's fascinating. And I think that uh, baseball is something that's so steeped in tradition and has been a lot, been around for so long. Um, and people are so passionate about, I mean, they're going to have these kind of opinions and, um, I I think before we go too far on anything, one thing I will say, like, it seems like both guys really love the game. So whatever you want to say about Bryce Harper, you cannot question the fact that he loves baseball and he plays the game hard, you know, like, and you could say the same thing about goose gossip. So let's start there as sort of a a ground zero and then let's try to kind of unpack from there. Chris, do you agree? Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, I don't know. I feel like my, my thoughts are pretty one-sided in that uh, I'm, I'm pretty with Harper on this. I feel like I've said for a long time he's kind of a perfect uh, ambassador as the new face of the game. And th- that was kind of hinted at in, in the article. Uh, I'm going to read this, this quote from that article on ESPN. Uh, Mike Trout is Harper's equal as a player, but he's as publicly charismatic as a plate of sand. and it's that's i mean it's pretty harsh to mike trout but it's also kind of true you know mike trout is not gonna come out and say anything controversial he's a great player and i respect the hell out of that but bryce harper has the personality I mean, that's the guy that mlb should be building a marketing campaign around because uh he's not only good but he can back up everything he does on the field and i think that's that's kind of the key like i i suppose you can hate Bryce Harper for some of the stuff he says, but I I don't know that you can call him cocky anymore because it's all he he's backed it up at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if if he he mentioned him, but I mean, at this point, aren't we saying that that Bryce Harper is basically Cam Newton? You know, he he has proven himself to be very good at his job, but at the same time, no matter what he does, people are going to hate him. So like, it doesn't matter how good he is, how many home runs he hits you know how hard he plays, catches he makes, any of that stuff. How much his teammates love him, how much other players admire him. Like he's still some arrogant little punk, right? And yeah. Some people are never going to see him as anything else. And that's well, sad. I, like I feel bad for those people that they can't enjoy like what he does. Um but 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 that's kind of where Bryce Harper has established himself now. And and you know, he's going to be that lightning rod of a person, I think for the foreseeable future, I mean, let's, let's keep in mind that, you know, he's still pretty young, so uh, I I don't foresee his personality changing drastically in the next few years.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's just a problem that he kind of mentions. you know, he mentions Steph Curry and LeBron James as well. And I think it's just an issue of how baseball is, has marketed itself. I mean, he's right in that LeBron James and and now Steph Curry and Cam Newton, they're all larger-than-life personalities. Peyton Manning was the same thing when he played, and you just don't have that in baseball at all. And so I get how... I just completely understand how he could feel like he can't express himself because he's not... expresses himself on the field and everybody hates him, and then he really has no opportunity to do so off the field because, I, I don't know, I mean, Bryce Harper... Certainly deserves to be on the front of a Wheaties box, but is he? You know, like yeah. Steph Curry is, yeah. yeah. And and you see that all over. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it.
0: Here's the question I want to bring up that I think kind of cuts to this. Um, Babe Ruth. Everybody loves Babe Ruth, right? Babe Ruth is is sort of revered in baseball as you know the guy, right? Like everybody, you gotta love Babe Ruth. He's Babe Ruth. So, Babe Ruth, at the very least, had enough confidence slash, um, I guess, to use Bryce Harper's word, "flair." He had enough flair to to call a shot, right? Mm-hmm. We look back at that as something that is, um, I mean, it's a it's a it's like a it's like an urban legend. It's something we talk about. At, like, can you believe this happened? And how great it is, right? Mm-hmm. But how different is that then? Jose Bautista and his bat flip. I mean, it's it's the same thing. So if, if if Bryce Harper went up there and called his shot, let's say opening day, he walks up and called his shot and then hits a home run. Like, what would the reaction be like? That, that's what no, I've been he, thinking about. He'd be a jerk. Right? You he know? would be. He would be. Yeah, But, and, but because but, Bryce Harper's already a jerk, right? I,
1: I guess, but I, I guess I can't think of a player who could get away with that today. I mean, Derek Jeter probably could have gotten away with that. But again, he's about as exciting as a plate of sand. So, <laughs> but no, so- I, I just I, I think it's be- you know because everyone looks at baseball. Baseball's so mm, I'm I'm trying to think of a good way to put this, but it's just it's so backward thinking. Where yeah. like everything was better in the past, and you don't. I just feel like you don't see that in any other sport. Like people, people
0: can politics. admit that- politics is a place where everything was better in the past, even <laughs> if it wasn't.
1: <laughs> people can admit that. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are possibly, you know, the best quarterbacks of all time. And they don't get all offended when you suggest that, you know, those guys were better than I don't know. Joe Ken Stabler or somebody like that. And it just doesn't work that way in baseball. It, it even now, if I sit here and I'm like, Oh, Bryce Harper, you know, he, he's on a Hall of Fame path, or Mike Trout is on a Hall of Fame path, people get mad about that because suddenly I'm insulting guys like Mickey Mantle or whoever you, has you come to know the history
0: of the game Chris right, is
1: what you're who, who have put up similar numbers though i mean if you look at i think if you look at Bryce Harper and Mickey Mantle over the first 4 years of their careers it's eerily similar yeah. and people still they go crazy when you bring that up
0: or or when you say and, and as much as Mike Trout is the is not the villain in this like now Mike Trout is the good guy right but if you go and compare Mike dropped to Ted Williams like, oh, uh-uh. like, no, we're not going to do that, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, I mean, there is this this old school, new school divide that, you know, people are certain people are never going to like anything that this generation brings to the table. And I don't think that's limited to baseball. I mean, I think that there's it's the same people that won't use a smartphone because, you know, we don't need that in my life. Back in my day, we did blah, blah, blah. And frankly, like if that's how you look at the world, then that's your bad. You know, I guess I can say that on the podcast because those people don't listen, aren't listening to our podcast. <laughs> no, um, they, they
1: don't even, they, podcast scares them. The word podcast frightens them.
0: So, but, but it, to me, it's it's just that, I mean, it's just a microcosm of that. It's the people that, that want everything to way to, to be the way it used to be and are not willing to accept like, Hey, this technology is making my life better. or Hey, this baseball player, this 22 year old kid is, wow, he's actually really good. And, and I should give him credit for that. And, so to me like I don't necessarily see that as a problem with you know anybody but the person who is having that opinion. You know like if you're that extreme that no one's ever going to be as good as Pete Rose or Mickey Mantle or Ted Williams or whatever like that's like you need to check yourself on that. So that that's kind of one one aspect of this. But I, but I do think you wanted to bring you brought this up and I want to go back to it. Um when you look at the numbers, right? Cuz that's one thing that'll drive people crazy too. Because you'll say, well, you know, Harper's numbers are are close to Mickey Mantle's. And they'll say, well, you know, that's all the the stats and stuff. But if you saw him play, you would know. You know, and so then there's that too. Like there's people that really genuinely, I think, have a problem with the idea that we're going to look at some stats and we're going to use them to challenge what you think you know. And they are not happy about that. So I think that's <laughs> that's another core issue here. Like people don't like people don't like to be challenged on what they believe, whether that's right. politically, religion, or baseball, any sports, anything like that. So so I think that's another kind of problem here. And I think that brings us to Goose Gossage, right? Because because that's kind of where Goose Gossage is coming from. Yeah. Um. This this is what I believe in, and if you do anything against that, you are a disgrace to the game. This, see, this
1: is what this is where I have a problem with a lot of Gossage's statements. All of it is based on being tough and macho, and I just don't feel like that has a place in the game. I mean, he references the rules being changed after Buster Posey tore up his leg in that collision, and I. I really don't understand that because baseball is far more enjoyable to me when Buster Posey's out there hitting 310 and, you know, leading the Giants. I want to see the best players in the field. So I don't understand. I have a really hard time with that line of reasoning that pitchers should be head hunting after bat flips or that. We should just allow players to take unnecessary hits. I I don't know that all I, that stuff bothers I, me.
0: But I think it's the same line of reasoning for the person who watches sports and says, "I could do that." Like I, I I you know, when I was in high school, I you know I scored four touchdowns in one game. I mean it's it's that person. And yeah, but those people are idiots. But but no, but that but that's it. Like like they want to compare themselves to whatever, and say, like, well, Buster Posey should be as tough as me when I got taken out when I was playing catcher in high school and I got back up and played. Like, like I think to me sometimes that's as simplistic as the reasoning is. And yeah. people, people love to do that. Like, I remember one time I was out in public somewhere watching a football game and, you know, like uh, somebody does, I think somebody made an interception and was running it back or something. And and the person just like oh that looks like me when I did da 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 da, and and I mean you see it in comment sections you see it on the internet everywhere I mean some people like literally watch sports to like reaffirm like themselves and look for instances where they can say well I'm better than that person at that, and to some degree I mean that's what that's what Gossage is just getting at right like when when I did that I was better at it than you are and I mean let's just get down to the core that that's what it is it's like you know and if, if you want to go, I guess, even further, excuse me, because I was, I, I had a different thought through there. If you want to get even further on it, he doesn't go there, but it's like, and we made a lot less money doing it, you know? So we're not, you know, all the all you young guys right now making all this money, you're prima donnas and, you know, you can't get slid into and you get all, you know, you get to rest your arms and you make all this much more money. Nah, oh, man, we're old school. And we, you know, walk backwards to school every day with no shoes on. And so, so there's all these things that, that are that are, I think are really beneath the surface that that make people hate people of a different generation. I mean that that and again, old school, new school, man, and, and some people are just never gonna be willing to accept that. Oh,
1: it it was certainly a day. Well, I want to say that
0: we have bad news, Raman on here, and I know he's gonna give us probably a different opinion than ours, but I I do want to talk about this because we haven't got to this part yet. The idea of the bat flip, the pimping the home run, the personality, those kind of things. I want to ask you, Chris, Like, where's the line? Because I agree with Bryce Harper that I, w- I want to see a player hit a home run in a meaningful moment and pump their fist and celebrate and enjoy themselves and, and live that moment. Um, I also, as someone who watches sports, have no problem seeing the same thing happen on the other side if he gets, you know, struck out and the pitcher's happy, cool. And on the third side, like I want to see you know Bryce Harper celebrate and I want to see the pitcher you know have that agony of defeat moment knowing that he just got beat. But I also kind of want it to stop there. Like like that, right. that that's as far as I go. Like I don't want or I wanted to stop there in terms of I don't want you to hit him next time you're up because because that's like, you know you you get in a you get into a fight with somebody when I, and I say fight you get into an argument with somebody at school let's say right you guys are I don't know uh, having a debate about who's better Mike Trout or Bryce Harper and, you know you're somebody you guys are going back and forth going back and forth all right want me to kick your ass. Well, I'm going to go over here and get a knife and, you know, stab you. And, and, and like, like why why does everything always have to be escalated? And right, To, to yeah. me, that's sort of, like, where, where I get confused because, and maybe this is generational, if someone hits a home run, the response should be, okay, next time I'm going to strike you out. I'm going to be pissed about it. And it's going to motivate me to strike you out. Not next time I'm going to hit you because, you know, I, I'm mad about it. I don't know. I mean... Where do you fall on that?
1: No, no, I, I think Harper did a good job explaining it because he, he mentions Jose Fernandez. He's like, Jose Fernandez is a guy who will be animated when he strikes you out, but if you hit a home run off him in the next at-bat, he'll acknowledge, you know, all right, you beat me. You know, yeah. nice nice job. And I feel like, I, I mean, I agree with you. That that should be the extent of it. And I, I don't understand, you know, how... I don't think there's any reason for people – if you're a pitcher and you give up a home run and somebody flips their bat and you're emotionally hurt, I I don't see any reason to take that to a physical level the next time that guy comes up. Like you said, use it as extra motivation and strike the guy out. So here's, and, here's where I'm
0: going to go, and this is probably will get people mad at me, although, again, these people are probably, aren't, probably aren't listening to the podcast. But if we're saying that you shouldn't bat flip or you shouldn't pump your fist or you shouldn't do any of these things because it might hurt someone's feelings, aren't we then saying like – I mean, isn't that at least on the same road as everybody deserves a trophy? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. Right? I mean, I mean, you're at least on the same path. It's not, it's not the same destination, but it's the same path. And what I want out of sports is – and I, I get to this numerous times in numerous posts – I want actual human emotion. I want I want to see people. You know, I want the the celebration of victory. I want the agony of defeat. Sometimes the agony of defeat is ugly, and sometimes that's going to lead to Cam Newton throwing a fit. Like, okay, I understand that. I mean, you should pop that. Probably shouldn't happen, but but it's part of it's part of life. But it's real. Sometimes you know, it's real sometimes moment. it's going to you know lead to Madison Bumgarner getting mad, like he gets mad. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna lead to stuff. But what I have a problem with is sort of the unwritten culture that says, well, when that happens, then you need to hit the guy because that's how it should be. When really, no, that's not how it should be. Like, like sometimes that's going to happen and that's going to be the extreme example of when things go wrong, of when somebody can't handle, you know, a moment or something. But the norm should be, okay, I'm going to take this defeat and I'm going to be better next time. And I, I think this line of thinking, like what it does, is it excuses people's behavior to be to be babies, or you know, to kind of slip into that mode of like, I deserve, I deserve everybody to be nice to me. Like, no, you know. And so, I think it's funny because this hits on two issues from from one point of view that I think people would normally agree with. Like, hey, don't show up your opponent. Those people would also probably generally agree that you know. Everyone is so entitled. Everyone gets a trophy. But like, it's this, you guys are, are basically trotting out the same line of thinking and wanting us to, to believe both sides of it, and I think that's wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like it's, it's all the same thing.
0: So let's go talk to Bad News Ramen, who I know is going to have very different opinions. And all right. I, I, I will try not to just retrot out what, everything I just said, but uh, we'll, we'll hear from him because it's a different point of view. I, 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 I know him. I know how he is. Uh, so let's, let's move over to three tracks and see what he has to say. This is a stupid.
2: Hey,
0: we're back on the Stupid. pod. Mike Oz here with my main man, Bad News Ramen. I think we need to get you some intro music, man, like some official Bad News sure. Ramen intro music.
2: It had to be something, probably uh, Public Enemy number one. Remember that song by Public Enemy? That's, that's my jam, dude.
0: I was thinking, I was thinking more like a like a Ravishing Rick Rude style. Like, what I'd like to have now is for all you stupid listeners.
2: You, you could you could do that. Yeah. I could do I could do the voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. for all you fat, ugly, out of shape sweat hogs, watch me kiss your wife or something like that. Yeah, that would, that would work good. That'd, that'd be nice. What I like to have now is for all you fat, ugly. Mississippi sweat hogs <laughs> to calm down while I take my robe off. Hit the music, yeah. That, give that the people
0: work. these three strikes.
2: All right, you got tired. You got tired of my ravishing. I mean, you can't bring up Ravish and Rick Rude and not expect me to to go off on a tangent. No, so, I'm saying um,
0: that would be the end of it. You got to say while you, while oh, okay. I give the people these oh, three strikes.
2: It, 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 well, yeah, that, yeah. You know what? I apologize. Yeah. That that is way better than I could ever come up with. I was just, you could I be, was just
0: finishing it for you.
2: you. You could be my Bobby the Brain Heenan, and wear <laughs> those. Uh, polyester uh, suits and stuff with the polyester black pants <laughs> with the rhinestones on the back don't nobody say, want
0: to see me in no polyester pants i'll tell you that
2: it would say the oz <laughs> <laughs> well, and i'd have to i'd have to draw on my six pack though you know because I, I got the i got the old man gut going so we we'll yeah.
0: have to if we get some production uh if we get a production budget for the show, we'll make you an intro. I
2: promise. If if you guys get a production budget for the show, then it's time for me to get paid for doing this. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get started because then we can talk about twenty minutes not talking about anything. So um, what's uh, what's strike number one? Strike number one is going to be about Pedro Alvarez, and uh, it's not so much that he got a five point seven five million dollar contract for one year to play for the Orioles. It's more of a case about on your site it says that you know the Orioles get Al- Alvarez, who is a power hitter. Um, I did the math. So he hit 27 home runs and me doing math. took me a long time to do, to tell you the truth. Probably took me all day to do it. Uh, but he's getting paid like 5.75 million. He hits 27 home runs. So he's getting paid about 200,000 per Homer. Um, that doesn't qualify you as a, as a power hitter. Right. I mean, like if you're going to make 5.75 million, I should pay you maybe 60 grand, you know, to, uh, 60 grand to hit a Homer. I, I don't understand how in this day and age, like 27 home runs is, is a power hitter type guy. He hit 242, he had 77 RBIs and he had 131 strikeouts. So if you flop the, the the RBI from the strikeouts, then all of a sudden he's looking pretty good. But Pedro Alvarez is a bum. This is kind of like my fantasy segment, right? Where it's <laughs> like go. it's like people will pick Pedro Alvarez because <laughs> they have no other option at third base and they go, Well, you know, this guy has potential. Yeah, he's had potential for the past like 10 years or eight years. The guy he's a bum, right? So don't don't pick this guy during your fantasy baseball draft. Pick like uh, I, pick Mike Lowell or something. You know, <laughs> at least Lowell could hit for average, right? And he doesn't even play anymore. <laughs> I think the only
0: reason he gets called a power hitter is because like that's really the only thing he does well. So I mean, like home runs only, the only thing he do, can do is hit
2: a home run. He doesn't even do that well. Twenty-seven home runs. No, over but the I mean, but that's
0: that, but that's his best attribute. Like out of all the things, you know, he's well, not good. Well, not, good well, not good defensively. Can't hit for average.
2: Once you he just can hit home runs. So then be be honest in your headline, right? And this is gonna kind, of, kind of feed into my strike two and strike three, but. Be honest with the headline, right? Like, Orioles get a crappy hitter. <laughs> 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 Orioles overpay for crappy hitter. And then you go, and guess who the crappy hitter is? Pedro Alvarez. And in the, the lead, you know, the lead is like the first paragraph of the story. It's like, well, at least the Orioles are trying to do something, but since they suck so bad, they can only get Pedro Alvarez, and he's going to try to turn it around, but he probably won't. And that, that's, that's the story, you know. But he, he might be better than Mark Trumbo, right? Maybe. You know, anybody's better than Mark Trumbo, <laughs> right? And Mark, Mark Trumbo had, he had his time as well. I, I, I am not a big fan of of a two of like the two forty, two thirty hitters that hit like twenty seven home runs. I am a big fan of like a two forty hitter who uh hits thirty five home runs like halfway through the season and then gets hurt. And I think we all know who we're talking about, right? That's that's my boy Mike Stanton. That's a power <laughs> hitter, right? It just imagine if Stanton had like a full a full season, uh and he he was already like what, thirty nine home runs or he was no, he was like no, probably like twenty nine home runs or something like that. It was but you look at his numbers and his numbers actually looked really good for half for like Actually, his numbers are the I think the same as Pedro Alvarez's. First full he it, Yeah, and he did it in 30 games, where Alvarez or he did it 100 and I don't know 60 I like, games. I maybe. like that you
0: called him Mike Staten still. I, I like
2: that. Old, oh, old, instead instead old of John Carlo. Uh, well, I'm an old school guy. So cool. let's. So speaking of old school, strike two. Yeah, there we go. I like how you're you're starting to work it right. I like to take this time out now to for all you fat. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know you guys talked about this before and um. I know that you and uh, you and Mr. Swick uh, probably pussyfooted around the subject. But, uh, you know, Bryce Harper kind of came out and said that baseball is is a tired sport, uh, kind of alluding that it's kind of like an old timer sport as well. And he wants more flamboyance, right? Like he wants plays like uh, Bautista's bat flip, um, you know, and he he used the word pimp a lot. So I I was surprised that, uh, you know, people would allow the word pimp. Because you know, to an old school like me, uh, guy like me, pimp means something totally different. So I used to pimp myself for ice cream cones, at thirty-five cents at, at my middle school. I'd go to all the good-looking girls or all the girls that liked me, and I'd pimp myself off. Like, hey, you got thirty-five cents? And so uh, that's that's my idea of, of pimping, um, and it ain't easy, uh, but it is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my old thing is like, um, you know, if, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna do a see. I come from an era where if you show off and you show someone up, uh, questions don't get asked, right? If, if you, if you like embarrass me in front of a, a bunch of other people and, and you actually have the audacity to do that, I'm not going to walk over to you nicely and go, Hey, if you do that one more time, uh, you know, next time I, I'm going to, you know, take you out. Right. I remember one time, like I wrote something in, in some girl's yearbook when I was like a sophomore in high school and I, and she really liked this one guy and, uh, he was just dogging her the whole time and so i wrote like hey i'm like you know you're better than this guy don't worry about it and this guy came up to me like maybe two days later uh was waiting for me outside of my class and he goes hey he's like i i read what you wrote in the yearbook i'm like yeah he's like well you know if you do that again then you know i'm like if you if i do it again then what are you going to do he's like, well, he's not me someone else i say like, hey, man i'm like if you want to go right now let's go right now And i'm in like in the middle of the, of the hallway i'm like if you want to go let's go and I, i'm like i don't care if you're a i don't care if you're like a um top amateur wrestler, which he was. I'm like, if you want to come at me, you know, like, let's do it right now because I'm not going to keep on looking over my back. And that's kind of the, the thing that, that's different from, like, my generation, from Bryce Bryce's generation. You know, Bryce wants the flamboyance and, and everything like that. That's fine, but I think you need to have kind of a balance, and uh, this will go into my strike 3 Um you're supposed to say strike three.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't know if you were done. I'm sorry. Strike three. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you were falling asleep, weren't you?
0: <laughs> I, I, I was still waiting to hear about the wrestling story. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. no, I know. I'm just kidding. I, Go I ahead. Give a finish. Well, let's just say the guy, the guy tuck tail and ran the other way. And I was like, you know, don't, don't ever come at me like that again. Cause I'll, I'll take you out. I don't care who you are. Um, but you know, and so we're going into kind of goose gossage and, uh, so strike two and strike three are kind of interrelated. Uh, goose came out with a lot of stuff of talking about pitch count, talking about nerds in baseball. Um, I know you and uh, Chris Swick took personal offense to that because, uh, you know you you're both nerds and you both write about baseball but um <laughs> you like that right for all you fat <laughs> stupid <laughs> so um, you know I and i I think I mean I'm I lean more towards what goose Gossage is saying um you know because you know you talk about numbers uh, you talk about pitch counts um and there's there's kind of a thing where I think baseball players get coddled a little bit more now uh, where the thing that I think that people like my such as myself and goose gossage are missing is like hey you know like let's go out there if you can beat me you can beat me if you can't you can't if you show me up i'm going to take you out um and it, i think it's just a, a, a real big cultural shift and i'm not saying that it's better or worse um uh, it's just a different time you know it's like it, it, you know goose Gosage comes from you know you, you put your boots on you don't care if you're hurt uh you go out there if, if you uh you know, you, you pitch inside, if you hit someone, you know, you accept the consequences, right? If, if you hit someone pitching inside, uh, you, the guy might charge you and stuff, and you, you accept it what it is. Um, now there's, like, so much rules of, like, you know, and I understand what Bryce is saying, but if you're trying to promote these rules so you can show off or show someone up, um, if, if that's the way society is, go for it. But when, when it gets down to it, I mean, I, you know, when it gets t- down to it where you're, you're scratching and clawing to survive, uh, which, you know, I was kind of raised in that environment. It's like, I can see how, what Goose is saying. Um, and if Bryce wants to do that, um, what I'm saying is like, okay, if, if you want to do that, uh, accept the consequences somewhere down the line. I think there's a place for baseball where uh, you can kind of follow Bryce's path of being flamboyant. But at the same time, I think there's also a time, a, a place in baseball where if a person such as, a character such as Goose Gossett does not like that. Then he's going to drill you, and let's see what let's see what happens after that. I, I, um, okay,
0: this is, where, this is where I'm going to jump in, and I've talked a lot about this on the show already, but this this is where I want to ask the question to you because I think we're you know we're on opposite sides of this. I think what Bryce is saying is, if if I hit a home run off you, and I celebrate, okay, and next time I'm up, you strike me out, you celebrate, okay, but like. Like keep it there. Like, you know, that that's fine. It but doesn't mean that because I hit a home run off you the next time you have to hit me, the next time you should try to strike me out. Right? I mean I d I don't I think that I think that is saying like, hey, let's play the game. Like to me that is playing the game the right way as opposed to if you hit a home run off me, my feelings are gonna get hurt because you showed me up, now I'm gonna hit you with a baseball. All that is to me is whining. That that's not playing the game the right way.
2: So yeah, I understand where Bryce is coming from, but I think there has to be a respect level too. there has to be a respect level on the other side. And when you kind of, when you show off and everything like that, I don't know if the respect is there and I can point to myself, you know, which I, which I love to do, but I remember one time I was playing, you know, I I used to be a a defender in soccer and I was the enforcer and um, you know, I was very proud that I, you know, that nobody could get past me defensively. And I remember one time I've, I've known this kid probably for probably 10 years and uh, we were playing against each other, and I think uh, a couple of my girlfriends were in the stands and stuff and everything. And he put this, uh, you know, he was standing there, and I'm standing there, and I'm defending him. And he's going like, I'm telling him, like, come on, you know, come at me, right? To see what you can do. And he beat me. I mean, he he, made, he did this one move. I, I bit on it. And I said, okay, you know, no big deal. But then he actually had the the guts to, uh, he basically did a move where he ran off the ball but it left the ball there, and I followed him. And then he went back to the ball and he looked around and he, and he was like, woo like that. So, you know what I did? I knocked him out. I mean, I went straight at him. I clipped him and he did, you know, he landed on the ground hard. And that's just the way it is. It's like, if you know, you got me, right? And like, I'm big enough to say like, okay, you beat me. But at the same time, there's a certain part of me where if, if you challenge me in front of other people, and this is like culturally for me, it's, it's, it's like the culture that I grew up in. It's like, I'm, I ain't a punk. So, if you're going to come at me like that, then that's fine. Um that's where I'm coming from. And you know, like this is like my livelihood. You know, if I was a baseball player, this is my livelihood. I have a certain uh aura that I put out on the field. And if you start questioning that and you try to belittle me by making fun of me about that, I'll drill you in the head. And that's where I come from.
0: But is but isn't that taking it to a place of like just, just 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 an unacceptable place? Like like Bryce Harper is people think Bryce Harper's a punk because like, the way he acts but at the same time if you're gonna hit him with a pitch because of it then that's okay like it just seems like like why why does why why is it bad to go to level one but to go to level two is okay because he deserved it like no that's just how about everybody just behaves themselves
2: yeah the, yeah here's the thing like if Bryce Harper hits a home run off of me right and or say I strike out Bryce Harper before I, you know if, if I'm pitching to Bryce Harper and I pump my fist I normally wouldn't do that what I'd probably do is, if I strike him out, or if he hits a home run off of me, after the game, or you know, through social media, or whatever way I can contact him, I'm like, hey man, like you got me, you know, you beat me. I have no problem losing. I have no problem with someone being better than me. But the whole thing is that if that conversation isn't there before he does all of that, and he and he shows me up, then we have a problem. And it, I'd even probably get to the point where if he bat flips me off of a, you know, bat flips me off of a home run, the next pitch I I, I drill him. You know, I'll probably tell them after like, hey you know, like it doesn't work that way around here, you know And I, and I just say like, you know what man? like I, I have me personally, I have no problem saying, you know what, dude, you're the man, you're better than I am, but you ever do that again, you know, I'll drill you, you know And so maybe that's the conversation I have. I mean I'm not in that place. My problem is that you know it's, it's a generational thing. A lot of people don't take responsibility for their actions. and when uh, someone reacts the way that they're not a, a used to it, it's never their fault. And what i'm saying is that if you want to if you want to do a bat flip, if Jose Bautista wants to do a bat flip, um there's going to be consequences to that. And if he's not willing to accept those consequences, then i then i then i then i think he's not a person worth, you know, valuing or or defending. And that's that's and, and that's and I'm that's sure he thing.
0: is, but i think i think is is goose gossage the one like who who makes him the one who, you know, is here to extol punishment on Jose Bautista because he showed up at Yankees camp today and uh, you know, is upset
2: like who cares man Goose Gossage go away nobody cares I can understand it but at the same time like I mean you're you're talking to me about Goose Gossage Goose Gossage I think I mean to me he he's the man I mean if you want like a grand out pitcher an old school type pitcher it's Goose Gossage now that's kind of like the whole thing it's like you know he, he's calling out he's calling out Batista, right and you saying that you, you saying that Goose Gossage should go away if you told him that He'd probably accept it because, you know, listen, this is what he said. You know, he'll probably say, I think you're wrong or whatever it is. But I, I think Goose Gossage in the end is going to accept responsibility for everything that he does and everything that he says. This guy would, this guy, <laughs> you wouldn't mess with Goose Gossage, right? And that's, that's the only thing that I'm saying is like, you, you have to have both, right? I, I agree with Bryce Hopper. You know, it, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be a, a, a funner. I, I can't believe I'm saying funner. <laughs> it needs to be a more entertaining game with, with that type of flair. But I think if you do that flare, I think it becomes even more entertaining to see how the guy reacts. Now, I, I'm I'm a I'm a hit first person. Uh, you know, if if it's justified, I believe you know, in totally like you know, drill the guy or whatever it is. I'm kind of the same way that um, Pedro Martinez was, where he said like you know he would drill you know Babe Ruth in the ass, right? And it's like yeah, you know what? Drill him in the ass and see what happens after, right? I mean, to me competitors going out there, putting putting their personal stake, putting their personal pride on the line, and they're willing to accept any responsibility for the way that they are, then that's totally fine. And the, my whole thing is that, you know, when I've played sports, and I mean, I, I've i broken people's legs, you know, not on purpose, but it's just the way it is. And I've I've hurt people because the game called for it. And I always told when I started coaching, you know, my younger daughter, my sister's team, I was like, hey, I'm like, it doesn't matter. If anybody tries to come come in your A to score on you, it doesn't matter who you are it's like you need to stop them from doing it i said if my mom was on the field and she was in a position to score i would knock my mom out and everybody's eyes got all big and i think my little sister told my mom that and my mom's like you wouldn't do that i'm like yeah you, yeah i would not like if you're going to score against me i'm taking you out and that's just you know i think there's both areas for both of that mentality and um the you know the game the game will take care of itself it doesn't need to go to one extreme to the other extreme i I'm, I'm not 100% in, in congruence with Bryce Harper And I don't agree 100% with Goose Gossage I think there's a middle ground And that middle ground needs to be established Because it's been taken out of baseball Because everybody's worried about PCism, uh Doing the right thing Or whether this is right or wrong uh, Let the game play itself out And let's see what baseball becomes
0: Well, you have certainly give us, given us The, the, the different a different take on this than Chris and I had So, Mad New I will I will at least compliment you for that Even though I don't think we necessarily agree on this one but uh, I appreciate your opinion, sir.
2: That's because, you know, you, you two are baseball nerds like Goose Gosser says. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's worth, worth a discussion. And uh, you know what? We don't always need to agree. As long as we hold hands and skip down the road like we always do when we meet each other, I'm 100% fine with that.
0: The next time I see you, you're going to drill me in the ear
2: with a pitch. Right. Or, or I'll, I'll tell you, what I like to take out time now is for all you fat, <laughs> underrated, baseball crunching nerds <laughs> to shut the heck up while I take my robe off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the Stew Pod. We'll be back in a
2: second.
0: We are back on the Stew Pod. pod. More, and, uh, lots of lots of serious talk, I think. Lots of, uh, I do know, discussion this week about new school and the old school and and all this Chris let's try to end the end the show on a happy note how about that can we do that okay
1: we can try we can try
0: I love spring training because there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens um so what's your favorite like funny weird story of the week
1: so I'm really enjoying this whole Tim Lincecum throwing thing uh you know Tim Lincecum as we know hasn't signed with a team yet and He's been planning this showcase for a bunch of teams, and that's supposed to happen pretty soon. And so, apparently he's been throwing somewhere in Arizona, but it's been this top-secret location. And the Royals found him, <laughs> and uh, were promptly asked to leave. And I just think, uh, I'm just a big fan of the absurdity of the entire situation. That a pitcher is throwing at a secret location, and nobody can watch him.
0: And Tim Lincecum, of all people. so it... Right. I guess it would be different if we were talking about, like, some, I don't know, crazy, like, prospect from some other country and no one's ever seen him. And Tim Lincecum, y'all. You you know what he is at this point.
1: Well, I I mean, I think, you know, part of it is also just the fact that I would like Tim Lincecum to be great again. So, like, that that draws me in, too. And the fact that everything about this offseason with him has been all secretive, you start to be like, ooh, maybe maybe he's getting all the way back maybe maybe <laughs> this is it they're keeping it all secret because of that so i don't know i think that adds to the mystique
0: oh see i'm i'm jaded enough that i'm like ah, i don't believe yeah I don't, yeah i, don't I believe this comes ever coming back man
1: it probably know. won't happen but still it's it's in the back of my mind all the secretive uh stuff going on is like he figured it out man he's throwing 95 again <laughs>
0: i've been down that <laughs> path man I've, I've i've had that belief um
1: the only people who know are the Royals. I don't know <laughs> if they're gonna tell us how he looked.
0: Hey, the Royals would probably be a good fit for him though, right? I mean probably sure, like, pretty good, pretty good spot for Newland. I just
1: I know that I'm I'm gonna like whatever team signs him. I'm gonna like that move just because I, I would like for him to be good again.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's my totally like that's my totally biased opinion, is that I, I just know I'm gonna like the Tim Linscombe signing.
0: My uh some my my favorite things of the week are uh I guess on like a non-weird level, like I love Major League Baseball doing the doing the thing at Fort Bragg where they're playing uh, Fourth of July weekend at the military base and uh, building the stadium for the game and then basically gifting it to them, just be like, here's your, here's the stadium you can have, and it's it's uh, they're converting it into a softball stadium. I think just from like a that's nice, that's a nice thing to have happen, like as opposed to all this other fighting and stuff. Like I think everyone would be like, oh that's cool, that's cool, baseball's doing that. Um, so I have no snarky comments, no, nothing. That's just nice. Um, so my, my weird favorite story of the week is Ruben Morrow jr. Who, uh, after like years of just being a punching bag of destroying the Phillies and, and, you know, kind of letting them just turn into a horrible team, getting fired, becoming the first base coach for the Red Sox, which I still don't understand how that worked. Um, now is defending himself by saying like, yeah, we, we don't, we were using analytics the whole time. I just didn't tell anybody.
1: Yeah, it was a secret competitive it's, advantage.
0: Yeah, I, I just didn't want anybody to know that we were using analytics. Uh, Never mind that everybody else was, but but we we weren't. So, um, yeah, and and I mean it it is it is like the the most elementary school like thing you could say. Like, no, I I didn't I didn't do that. Like everybody saw you do that, man. No, 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 I didn't, no,
1: no. Well, again, it's the whole secrecy thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, we we were really into this, but we we had to keep it a secret. Just like yeah. Tim Winscombe, yeah. keeping things a secret. I, have I a, love.
0: It. I have a really hot girlfriend. Yeah, she, she's a she's, Canadian
1: model. Yeah,
0: yeah I just, I just, just trust me, man. She's really. She's not on Twitter. She's really hot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on, Ruben. We all know. We all know the truth, man. You don't gotta lie.
1: Yeah, I'm not oh. buying it. But I, you know, I appreciate him trying. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I guess I guess Ruben Amaro is the is the outlier for our uh, our our nerds speak today, right? Like, like not even not even the nerds are gonna claim him. Not even the old school people are gonna claim him. Like, who you know, he's just off there on his own, his own little world. I guess the only people that want him are the Red Sox, man. Like, hey man, coach first base. Go well. At there. least it's
1: at least it's been entertaining, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's just that's just too much fun for me and um, all right I think I think we're done chris we've we talked we talked a lot so I don't know that we yeah. have any we don't need to do important questions this week I feel like we've we've done our important questions
1: we'll come back with some good ones next week yeah,
0: next week I'm gonna be in Arizona next week so um, maybe we'll do a podcast I don't know if not you can oh that's true you might have to produce it I might just call in like Chris I got 10 minutes to talk to you about baseball yeah I'm here I'm hanging out with goose gossage. What do you got? Oh, man,
1: I would fear for your safety.
0: What if I just had Goose God? Here, call Chris. Chris is a
1: nerd. Yeah, that would be interesting. It'd probably make for good podcast material.
0: Yeah, yeah, nerds. All right, baseball nerds, thanks for listening to our podcast. Because if you're listening to a baseball podcast, let's face it, you're a baseball nerd, right? I mean... Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to break that to you, but you're probably a nerd. Um, Bad News Ramen, of course, calls us nerds because... You know, whatever. Um, Nerds, Chris has an assignment for you. So tell them what they got to do, Chris.
1: You got to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, It's not hard to do. Just Mm -hmm. leave us uh, five stars, hopefully. Write us a little review. And uh, that is much appreciated on our end. And uh, if you're nice to us, maybe we'll read one or two of them.
0: Don't even got to be a nerd to leave an iTunes rating. No.
1: It's simple. All
0: the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, yeah. This has been The Stew Pod. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.